Okay, welcome to Maximum HP, the old school show for the new school world. I am Lloyd Metcalf, and I'm here with Tin McMenamin, who's another old school gamer uh, who was part of GaryCon, switching over to virtual GaryCon. And I know we've covered that topic quite a bit, but uh, how are you doing today, Tim? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I- I'm, I'm well. I'm, I'm not ill. I'm staying at home and hanging in there. <laughs> Yep, same so, here. Uh, what what is like what is your the highlight of old school game? What's what's your edition first off? Like, what's your favorite edition? Oh, favorite. Um, you know, I start off with the uh, first. Are you a one E gamer? I was a one E gamer first for a edition? long time. Yeah, you know, I start off with the blue box set uh, before the even hardcover books. Uh, second edition, I think we played a good portion of uh, my group and really enjoyed that. Um, you know, it was a lot of fun. Uh, 5e, I like 5e because, you know, as you get older, um, the rules are a little bit simpler, but they're kind of a throwback and have taken some good pieces from all the different rule sets. And, um, you know, uh, it kind of has a bit of an old school feel, but, you know, with a new school sort of world, I guess it's, you know, something that was really easily adapted. Yeah, yeah I've struggled with 5e. I've struggled with 5e publicly. <laughs> I think I think it's the book organization. I, I got um, I got the books in D and D Beyond, and uh, that seemed to have straightened it out in my brain a little bit, made it yeah. more more uh, technical manual type that I can get through. Right. Yeah, but I, so, probably overall. So I think you've played probably my favorite. Which one? Second edition. Second edition. I, I've I, you know I've probably spent the most time in two E as well. So yeah. you know, so you're in a good position to compare and contrast. When you hopped, when you started doing the uh, virtual gaming uh, a couple of weeks last week or whenever it was, uh, did you find? Did you just choose some an edition you knew the best, or did you choose an edition that had the most tools, or how did you approach that? Actually, I tried to choose some games that I hadn't really done before. Um, you know, I I really kind of enjoyed. Mutant Crawl Classics and Dungeon Crawl Classics. Uh, a friend of mine I met at Gary Con last year, Bob Brinkman, yep. uh, kind of turned me on to that. Um, we got into a Cyborg Commando tournament that he was running. I came in second. Uh, and I remember getting introduced to that game at Gen Con by Frank Menser and Gary um, when it first came out. And Frank was so excited about the, the new die rolling uh, mechanic and he was demonstrating it for us how quick it was and I'd never played the game but I'd always wanted to so cut to got almost 35 years later and I tried it last year and I fell in love with it and Bob was a great DM he's you know he gets so into it and you know we looked into Mutant Crawl Classics I played some of those and I got into that online um, so different things which was kind of fun and right. I never played virtual online gaming before but you know, it was a great proving ground for me, and and I I want to do more of it, so I'm going to try and get into some games. I think online because that, that's interesting. Because well, I, I you know what there's a there's a angle that I hadn't thought of um, because I'd been viewing uh, interviewing GMs and how that went for them and whatnot. I I my it was my error to 
uh, not ask more players about how they felt it went. I thought it was good. You know, some guys, um, you know, because it was kind of thrown together a little last minute, but a lot of people pulled it off really well. Um, you know, there was some uh, stumbling points for some people because it was new to them, too. So, you know, if you got through that and just allowed everything to happen organically, you know, just a game. Yeah. Because our mindset was already for that week. It was it was fine for me. I kind of enjoyed it. You know, well, it was it was back. a lot of. A lot of everybody's first time, I think. Yeah. You know, so so you're ready to try it again. So I'm I'm glad. Oh yeah. Did you have a Did you have as a player? Did you try various platforms, or did you find your GMs were sticking to one? Um, it was mostly Roll Twenty and Discord uh, mm-hmm. that we did it on. I think there were some that were doing Fantasy Grounds, but I I pretty much stuck to those two. So. Uh, there was only one that was video, but most of the rest were uh, chat only. So, you know. Oh was yeah. Okay. Yep. But some yeah. people were doing Zoom too. I think. Um, Zoom was quite popular. Yeah, we had yeah. Uh, we went, but we went from like uh, thirty scheduled events to something like six hundred or more in inside of a week. You know. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was phenomenal. You know, I thought uh, Luke and his team did a great job with it. I mean, it made Forbes magazine. So, you know, that's that's got to be a testament to, um, you know, um, the Gygax family and, and everybody from Gary Khan and, and all of us gamers that, you know, wanted to pay tribute and still uh, get online. So, you know, I think it's um, uh, once again, and I told Luke this, you know, once again, I think they've they've set the bar for you know, virtual gaming going forward and virtual conventions, you know, especially if more are going to get canceled, you know, they've, they've led the way and showed it can be done on a mass level. Yeah. We're definitely going to make virtual Gary Khan a part of all Gary cons going forward for sure. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. I remember uh Gen Con tried to virtual Gen Con before, but I think it was more, just seeing things. I don't think it was as interactive. And back then you probably couldn't be as interactive. So I could see a lot of conventions uh, going both uh, virtual and live, you know, in the future. Right. right. So what, what's the highlight of virtual gaming for you? We did a DCC event. Um, you know, I've, you know, in those games, you start out with the funnel, which is like, you know, two to four zero level characters and you go through, uh, a harrowing adventure, which is kind of fun because people are going to die. Um, right. And then the ones that survive, you get to make your character going forward. So it's, you get a real investment in your character. So, and I've never played a higher level in that one. So we did a six level one shot, which is kind of fun because you got to really use the rules and, and all the chaos of all the dice rolling and the critical tables and that was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it because, you know, the nice. DM's like, oh, wow, you rolled that in your critical. Well, this is what happens. And, you know, it was just very, <laughs> very engaging. So it was kind of fun. Right. And, uh, you know, I'd like to do more of that. Right. Was there was there something about um, I mean, would you still prefer um, live gaming or, or do you think you're going to hop the fence completely? Uh, no, I like live gaming. Uh, you know, it's. I think it's a lot more interactive I think for me, you know, I've live game for got 40 years now. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's just in my blood really that way. I mean, if I was younger, you know, maybe virtual conning would be, you know, just as fun. 
I mean, it's great in the absence of nothing. I really love it. But, you know, just nothing like sitting down and rolling the dice and everybody looking at it going, ooh, that was a bad roller. Oh, my God, you rolled that twice in a row. You know, just that interaction really drives the narrative sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to share. Hard to share pizza digitally. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Yeah. Gamer pizza and Twizzlers. Yeah, and sometimes half the half the game happens while you're milling about and having snacks and things, you know, during your breaks too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you feed off of each other a little bit sometimes. Like some of our home games, um, some of the craziest stuff we've done has just been like off the cuff, and the DM's like, "Hey, you can do it if you want." It fails epically, or it, it succeeds epically, and it's just you know, you wish you had a camera to video all those years. So do you think you'll you'll uh, take a stab at being a GM? You know, possibly. Um, I, I see, you know, a lot of my friends have done it for years, and some of the guys that were, you know, prolific gamers have all, like, stepped behind the screen. So I've thought about it. Um, yeah. I might do it, you know, just because, like, I'm an aces and eights kind of guy, like the Old West. Uh, haven't played it that much, but, you know. There's certain things I'm like, yeah, I could probably GM that, you know, something small. So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. toying with the idea. Right. One of the things that I do is like when, when I go to conventions, I have, I don't I don't even know what to call it. It's if it's maybe it's performance anxiety or something, but at a convention with these faces that I don't know, I feel like this is pressure to perform or something. So I just run Redbox, you know, basic D and D at conventions. And uh, that goes pretty well for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there is some kind of anxiety when you're with a group of strangers because everybody has a different playing style. Uh, some people a little bit more homebrew. You got rules lawyers. You got min-maxers. I mean, you got the whole gambit, you know. But when I go, yeah. I, I just try to let it be, like I said before, organic. You know, I don't really put a lot into um, pressuring anybody. I'm just I'm just there to have a good time. I mean, I've been going to Gen Con since 82. So... You know, Dang. I go, so I you, enjoy. Do you think this is going to be uh, a Gen Con thing this year? You know, it might. I mean, I I don't know if Gen Con's even going to happen. I mean, it's far enough out if if things turn a corner. Yeah, I mean, but Origins I mean, this is in jeopardy right now, to tell you the truth. But yeah, it's going to turn a sharp corner because w- when is when is Gen Con? Uh, August, uh, July thirty first, I think, to August fourth. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's coming fast. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that they have a backup plan. I have a little con that I run here in Maine called AppleCon, and but there aren't that many people that come, and, I, and I'm already – that's in October, and I'm already setting up a backup plan. I can't imagine that they're not. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, everybody's got to be watching what happened, especially with Gary Con. You know, that's the – really oh, kind we of the first blindsided. Big, you know? yeah, yeah, we were blindsided like a week before, like – we got to do it. And Luke just Luke just pulled the bandaid off. He's like, we're gonna, we got to pull the plug. You know, we were we afraid that people were going to get stuck in Wisconsin because I mean, if some if there's a travel ban during the con, you know, right. <laughs> well, and, I mean, he was foresighted because I ended up uh, banning uh, gatherings of more than ten people, anyways. So I mean, he just you know he was ahead of the curve a little bit, and I you know I got to applaud him for that. And it was a tough decision. Yeah, it had to yeah. Be done. 
that's when that's when like uh being a leader in the military really shone through you know because we had people who were adamant they were still like oh we're still gonna show up in game anyway and he was like don't do that (laughs) yeah right i mean i mean you gotta look life gets in the way sometimes and you you gotta understand what that is like in you know for me it was a little bit of a a bummer because it was the first year i ended up getting to be gold and um you know, I got yeah. into James Ward's Metamorphosis Alpha, so I was looking forward to dying in some epic fashion. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, I've heard uh, Jim has told me that he's sort of uh, tempered himself from uh, TPKs is a little bit. I, I know Tim has totally tempered, changed direction in that front. Well, I mean, that was a big draw for that. Everybody's like, "Oh, I died so epically," you know? and you're like, "Man, that's so cool, right?" You just—it's part of the story. Live or die. I mean, that was one of the joys of gaming for me. Was yeah. just, you know, the story of right. Remember when we did that? Yeah, it was awesome. You know, God, if I'd have rolled better, but you know, and that's, well, Jim, that's just life. Jim, Jim doesn't pull any punches. I mean, you you can you can still die epically in a Jim Ward game, but Tim, Tim oh, Cask yeah. has uh, changed his approach a little bit with his Wheel of Flame. Uh, but it's still just as fun and still just as epic. Uh, so that's unfortunate, right. though, because uh, a Jim Ward game is a fun game. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've heard, and I was excited about that. So, hey, maybe next year. Right. Right. So, I mean, but you still get your you still, you still get your swag bag and whatnot coming. I mean, it's, it's – Oh, yeah, I got that already. Yeah. So that was yeah. nice, right? It's a bruised I, consolation, but there it is, you know. Hey, but, you know, and I've heard a lot of people complain about what happened with that and for me i'm like look i'd already spent that money it was already gone and you know with the coronavirus look it's i'm just chalking it up to you know i'm here i'm healthy that's an expense i've already taken care of if i get nothing out of it you know the virtual con for the money he had uh we'd all given you know he probably wouldn't have been able to put that on so i still got something out of it and you know I, yeah. I didn't have to pay for the hotel, so look, I made money. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, it, but I didn't spend as much money, so I, you know, yeah. it's a wash kind of in my book, and you know, sure. it's, that's part it, of life, man. It's difficult to it's difficult to explain though that you know that when that money comes in, we like the 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 bill just to order t-shirts is monumental <laughs> you well, know yeah the signs you know. and the, you know the, there's a lot of stuff that right. goes into the that expenses so. that go into it sure yeah the money doesn't just uh sit in somebody's bank account Look, uh, but, I, but, all of us save up all year for these conventions and then this happens and it's the rug gets pulled out from under you right and it's a sting and yeah it was it was really really pulled out from all of us and then when yeah. uh Tabletop Events sent out a message and said they were going to close. Oh, yeah. uh, we we were all started. Everybody started scrambling because so many people rely on that. They became the industry standard. Yeah. It really did. I mean, if you if you look over the years, um, I mean, the industry is just it takes a hit, and then it somehow it survives. Right? Every every so many years. I mean, there used to be a game store in every corner and then they went belly up and all the different old school game companies like Vasa and West End Games and under and then you know new game companies emerged and you know the industry you know reinvents itself every so many years and I think this is another one of those times when the industry will reinvent itself after this Uh, another tabletop events company will come along or they may get themselves saved you know it's 
it looks like they're about to turn it around from yeah you know, i hope so i mean it's yeah. you know i mean a lot so, of comic book stores i've heard have closed up and you know here's a problem with our business we're all gamers and you know just we want a good product but sometimes the business end of it gets in the way of the fun end of it and you know there's always got to be a healthy middle ground that you know can't always find and and i think that gives anxiety to some people and it's true you know a game store is a, is a difficult business model to operate because you've got people sitting in your business space for hours not necessarily spending money yeah i mean there's a couple around town that have closed up but some of uh i live in michigan uh so i live on the west side of the state there's a there's a great one down uh in kalamazoo uh it's a couple miles from me um they've been around for a long time they're they're good sized uh a couple over like in the east side over in the detroit area there's some really good ones over there a couple have mm-hmm. closed up but you know they they seem to all migrate to the next one that's open and you yeah. know, they, they somehow stay afloat well uh before we uh put a bow on this sucker i do a game called this or that i give you two things and you pick one are you ready sure this or that Black dragon or green dragon? Uh, black dragon. Unicorns or centaurs? Centaurs. <laughs> two-handed sword, two-handed battle axe. Two-handed battle axe. Nice. Strength, dex, and con, or intelligence, wisdom, charisma? Strength, dex, and con. Ah, so you're like, go for the muscle character. I always huh? played a dwarven fighter. <laughs> I love playing or dwarven dwarves. cleric. Yeah, nobody liked the cleric. I learned to make that the most powerful class in the game. As in his dwarf, man, it was just double whammy. And what, you, the thing is, uh, I don't even know how long we played 1E before we, I discovered that you couldn't be a, a first edition dwarven cleric. <laughs> a little you in there that says it's NPC only. <laughs> right. And then so with second edition, they opened it right up with the uh, Book oh, of yeah. Dwarves and the Priest book Handbook. You and could I had the Dwarves stuff. Deep Supplement, and I had a Glowstone, and oh yeah, we had some real fun. Nice, yeah. We, there was a we had we had some great epic adventures, just just straight up entirely Dwarven parties. I love playing Dwarves; so it's one of my favorites. I'm glad you picked that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, so any uh any closing thoughts before we wind this up? Uh mostly well, I, for I think, folks to approaching digital gaming or what anything you like. You know, digital gaming was fun for me. It was different. Uh you know, I think it'll help keep um the industry going is yeah, especially now in the social distancing times or I think it'll make conventions larger as people who can't go can do online gaming and uh you know i think there's some exciting things about the gaming industry still to come you know a lot of new games come out if you even if you look at kickstarter um great figures you know i'm a minis guy i'm I'm not as much theater of the mind as i am i love tabletop minis and and that you know the 3d aspect of it so um it's just always been enjoyable and you know i like to try out different things because everybody's got a a different way of wanting to do things and a new game concept and and trying them all out helps because you know 
we're all gamers and, you know, we've all had that imagination and, and that's what kind of got me into it. So, you know, always just be patient and enjoy what the other guys got to bring because, you know, it could end up being something really fun and uh, epic. You never know until you're there doing it. Yeah, I mean, virtual gaming was fun. You know, I, I think it'll make um, all conventions going forward if they adopt some type of of uh, avenue for virtual gaming. I think it'll increase <clears throat> their revenue, the the size of their convention. Um, you know, I mean, look, Gen Con sixty four thousand people now. If they do it virtually, I mean, they could be upwards of eighty. You never know, right? Right. But, you know, for the other thing I was saying is, you know, there's there's a lot of new games that come on a Kickstarter. There's a lot of people developing new games, new ideas. Um, You know, I try to give those things a chance because, you know, I've I've gamed for a long time. I've tried a lot of different games, a lot of different game systems, Um, you know, so look, everybody deserves a chance to make it in the in the industry. So, you know, as gamers, we all got to give them that avenue, give them good feedback constructively and and just how did it go right because they will build on that i've i've been an effect of that so nice yeah i mean that's it's really great to to come across a uh old school gamer who embraces the uh the new the new way of doing things and just finding solutions we're gamers and part of our hobby is finding solutions to challenges you know and it's I think we. I, I think it's really been um, invigorating. It's really been it cast a lot of hope for me to see people are, were introduced to, in the '70s and '80s to gaming, saying, "Well, I'm going to figure this out," you know. And I think the things are only less scary once you start doing the thing. Well, yeah. In fact, I just watched um, to leave it. I just watched. Uh, I got on that Kickstarter, "Secrets of Blackmore: The True History of Dungeons and Dragons." Yep really interesting um you know how it started and just you know i i I love history and i love all that lore and the beginnings of it all which is it was really cool just to understand you know those guys still do it today how it all sort of brewed and and um was just developed out of you know just one guy's imagination And, and all of us have that in us right i have an active imagination but it's all over the place so when i see i'm envious of people who can put it into a game and then you're like oh what if we did it like this and hey that's a good idea you know and you develop it together and you feel like you're all part of it and you know that's yeah. just that's the joy of it for me right i just i look forward to those weeks gen con gary con origins i try to go to all three if i can excellent yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot for your time, Tim. Uh, All right, thanks a lot. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, everyone, Tim McMenamin, um, thank you for your feedback and for embracing this new gaming world that we're faced with, whether we like it or not. Um, and I hope to, you know, maybe we can do this again. Yeah, me too. Yeah, just let me know. All right. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs>